This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. I'm out here. After some procrastination and some imagination, I'm back once again for another episode. But look, man, like, while I was loafing, a big trade happened. Matt Stafford's going to the Rams. I didn't think they would do it. Like, when Matt Stafford said he was interested in going to L.A., I was thinking, oh, you got to be kidding. There's no way the Rams would do that. No way. I mean, I know they want to get rid of golf, but I was like, there's no way they'll trade golf or Stafford. No way. I'm like, Matt Stafford's like 30-something years old, and he's past his prime. He's a good quarterback, but I'm like, no way they would do that. And they did it. They made the trade. They made the trade. They gave the Lions golf for a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and 2023. Man, I I saw something on Twitter that said the Rams don't have a first-round pick until 2025. They are always in win-now mode, and I get it. I get it. It just got to work, man. I mean, you're spending a lot of money on veterans, and you mortgage in the future, and I'm like, yo, you got to win. You got to win the Super Bowl at some point. They going for it. They are going for it. They're kind of looking like the San Diego Padres. This is just a, <laughs> it's just a classic win-now team. You got to be kidding. Um, I, I get it, though. Uh, but in Jared Goff for the Lions, I'm like, oh, really? Like, he's not that much. He's not better than Stafford, though. They're about even at best. But he's younger, though. He's younger. He's at least six years younger. So he got a younger quarterback that maybe they could get more out of. Even put him in a new system and different coaches and see what he could do. What are you going to put around golf, though? And do you still draft a quarterback in the first round? See, that's the thing. That's what you got to think about. No, I think what they're going to do is they're going to put weapons around Jared Goff, and they're going to run this thing and see how it goes. Out with the Rams, we'll see. We'll see. They look good on paper. You got Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You got uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson. Like, this team is like that. And then you could add a weapon in the draft. Like you can get one of these running backs if you if you don't really like the running backs you have, you can get one of these running backs in the draft, whoever's coming out, or in the free agent market. And that could add to that. Shoot, man. You could even be in the I think he's gonna be gone, but you could possibly get Kyle Pitts. I know Higby Higby is okay. Higby is not okay, but he's above average. If you get someone like Kyle Pitts, like that would definitely push them over the top. But he'll be gone by the time they get to him. By the time they get to them. Because the Rams are going to pick, I don't know, mid-round or, or late late first round maybe. So he's not going to fall that far. And they don't have any assets to trade back into the first round. Well, they do. I mean, they can trade one of their high-priced veterans. But I don't think that's going to happen. So... And we'll see. That's a big trade. That's that's a big trade. I just didn't think it would happen. I, I didn't think they'd go through with that. Just like I kind of viewed it the same way I viewed Tua 
and Deshaun Watson. I was like, why would they do that? Why would they why would they do that? Maybe I'm not maybe I'm underrating Matt Stafford. Maybe I'm underrating Matt Stafford, overrating Jared Goff. Maybe just underrating Matt Stafford, but <laughs> It's just crazy, yo. If the Rams win the title, you got to tip your hat. Or at least get to the Super Bowl again, you got to tip your hat to these moves. Or the, to the GM and, and the coaches and whoever's in place. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's all I got to say about the trade. And let's get to the Wizards. These damn Washington Wizards. Man. God damn, bro. They get on my nerves. I'm trying. I got to be patient. Once again, we got to be patient because they came back against the Spurs after missing six games. And on top of that, they didn't have Westbrook. That was against that was against the Spurs, right? So then you played the Rockets. You got Westbrook back. Still lost. And you know what's funny about the Rockets game? They were down six. They were down six or seven with like five minutes to go. And then they end up losing by 19. Like, how does that happen? What are we doing? John Wall had 24, and Oladipo had about 20 as well. Like, what what are we doing, dog? Like, Rockets on a winning streak. They ain't that bad, but they were beatable. We were in that game. And then to add to that, Denny Advia still in protocol. We just got Rui Hachimura back. We just got Bertans back. uh, Raul Nato was hurt. Troy Brown was in protocol. Like, we missing a good chunk. Oh, Ish Smith was out? Like, we missing a good chunk of our rotation. Like, we were playing freaking Cassius Winston, Jordan Bell, Alex Lynn. Jordan Bell is freaking in the corner shooting threes. Are you for real, bro? No wonder Bradley Bill has to do everything. Because everyone else is so hot and cold offensively, and they don't play defense. You got to be kidding me. I watched them versus New Orleans. Every time we got close, Brandon Ingram would hit a three. Zion would get an easy bucket. We were dying out there. They don't even have Lonzo. And that and that's a team that's doing just as bad as the Wizards. And they won. They won by freaking 20 points. Uh, what else? Just lost to Atlanta where, I don't know, Westbrook got thrown out. You know, Westbrook get, getting into it with the opposing team. I mean, I think he's, it's just because how intense he is. So he getting into these trash talk um, battles with John Wall and, and, and Rajon Rondo. It's like, damn, bro. It just looks bad. And on top of that, we getting blown out. Trey Young had 42. I knew he was going to kill the Wizards, bro. We had a perfect matchup for him. Who's going to guard Trey Young? There's no one on the team that could guard Trey Young, bro. Maybe Russell Westbrook. Trey Young had 42. Yeah, he shot a bunch of free throws. But his field goal percentage was pretty good. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Just have to be patient. Let's get everyone back. Get Denny back. And we'll have our whole rotation. I mean, Thomas Bryant's still out because he's hurt. And let's run it and see how it goes. If, you know, I'm going to get him some time. Let's get him until maybe the middle of March, end of March. If they still suck, I think that should be about the trade deadline, All-Star weekend. If they still suck by All-Star weekend, we got to blow this thing up. Or, I don't know, maybe shut down Brad. If we're not going to trade Bradley Bill, 
I feel like we should build around him because it, it it's hard to have a player. It's hard to have a player that is going to be all NBA like this dude who's leading the league in scoring. And, you know, everyone's feeling bad for Brad and just crapping on the Wizards. Like, this is the most attention the Wizards have gotten since, like, the Gilbert Arenas thing. This is the most attention they've gotten since the Gilbert Arenas thing. I I think so. Like, ESPN making three or four tweets a night every time Bradley Bill and the Wizards play. Everyone's trying to, every everyone's trying to come in and save Bradley Bill. Nah, you can't. Give us some time because once we start winning, everyone's gonna get bored and move to the next thing. But we're losing and we're losing bad, and Bradley Bill's going off, and Heat fans, Lakers fans, Nets fans, Sixers fans—they all want him. They all want Bradley Bill. Heat's fans and Lakers fans, they've started wanting Bradley Bill since last year. I say maybe even two years ago. They want him bad. And the, the chirping has gotten even louder now. I wish the Wizards would start winning. Because they're right now, they're a bigger joke than the Washington football team. I mean the Washington sitcom. Like, pretty much. Well, I'm going to just say, let's give it some time. There's no way they're going to keep losing like this. Okay, they've lost, what, four in a row? Five in a row? They're three and 11? Three and 12, I believe? They play the Nets today, who, ironically, that's one of their three wins. The Nets don't play defense, but we don't either. So if they play any sort of defense, this is another blowout. Hey, let's see, man. And then we got Dame coming in here. We got Dame coming here on Tuesday, I believe. You got to get it together. Because uh, if it's Dame time, that's game time. It's over. <laughs> if it's Dame time, that's game time. It's a wrap. Just, I'm just be patient. I'm going to just be patient. It's looking bad. Everyone says we're the worst team in the league. Probably are. But there's some potential there. There's some potential. I, I can see it. And we got the leading score in the league. If he could get some help, he might have something here. Come on, man. When you got a Washington Wizards team like this, when you got the misery of the Washington Wizards, here comes a team like the Washington Capitals. First period versus the Islanders. Down three goals. Three quick goals. Not even halfway through the first period. I thought it was over. I was in the lift. I was driving the lift. Picking up a passenger. All of a sudden, we're down 3-0. After the first intermission. Still starting off slow. Then they scored one goal. Then they scored two goals. Then the third goal, I was like, yes, oh yeah. Oh, man, then I just started smiling once they got the fourth goal. And the fifth goal, man, I was just laughing. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about for sure. I was just in a different world. I was so just just on cloud nine. I was like, this cannot be happening right now. I cannot stand the Islanders. They stole Barry Trotz from us. 
Well, no, I wouldn't say stole. He kind of willingly went willingly went to them because we wouldn't pay him. But they got Barry Trotz, and then they beat us in the playoffs. I was pissed. So we definitely had to have that. And we're shorthanded. We were shorthanded. No Ovechkin, no Orloff, no Kunetsov, no Samsonov. And we still swept the Islanders. I said we got to hold on in the third period. They didn't score nothing in the third period. And then by the time I started watching, we added in a little empty net goal for style. We killing them. We styling on them. We styling on them. Man, I love this team. And then to add to that, I was hoping they beat the Bruins for Big Z. So Dano Chara, who also scored a goal against the Islanders in that 5-3 game. In that amazing 6-3 game. And they did. They beat the Bruins. They tried to choke, though. They tried to choke. They had a 2-0 lead. They had command of the entire game until the third period. They were up 3-1, and for whatever reason, they gave up two goals. They got forced to overtime. I mean, this is kind of typical 2021 caps. Like, they're winning games. They don't have a regulation loss. But they've been in, what, five, six overtime. This is, I don't know what they be doing. I don't know why these games be close. But at the end of the day, they still haven't lost a regulation game. They have the most points in the Eastern Conference. They are like that. And you're going to have to fight back. No, I didn't write that. <laughs> I'm out here freestyling, dog. But, man, I'm proud of the Caps. They doing well. The thing I'm worried about is second half of the season. The last two seasons, they start off well, they lead the conference, and then in, towards the middle of the season, they start going on a losing streak. Then they start falling off a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, we're out of the first round. This happened. This has happened the last two seasons. Hopefully this season, we could take whatever the freak we're doing now and sustain it throughout the season and then win another cup I would love to have another Stanley Cup in D.C. Uh, there would be no parade because this is a pandemic and we can't do all that nonsense. But I would love to see it. Facts. Facts. Proud of the Caps. Got to be patient with the Wizards. That's pretty much it, man. Now, I wanted to do a show around the time Kobe died. He died on January 26, 2020, and I'll never forget. I did a show right after that, and I want to say I might have did it on this particular day. I probably didn't, but I remember when Kobe died. I was in Philly, and for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't do this on purpose. I swear to God I didn't. I planned a Philly trip on that exact same day, the 26th. And that's exactly what I did. I went to Philly. Except this time, instead of going there and coming right back, I went there. I stayed the night. It's funny because my car didn't start when I woke up. And then I came back. I just never forget. I was on the road. I don't know why I rushed back home. But, you know, I went to Philly, met with my sister, then had another meeting. And then got, got my cheesesteaks, hit the road. I'll never forget, uh, 
Amanda, who I need I need to hit her up and see how she's doing, but uh girl I was seeing at the time, she texted me and said Kobe died. And I was like, Man, what? You gotta be kidding. I was just waiting for the other reports because it sounded ridiculous. She showed me the screenshot and everything. It sounded ridiculous. And then the closer I got to DC, the more reports started flooding in. And then ninety five point five were talk was talking about it. You know, that's the hip-hop station in D.C., if you if you know that. That's one of them. But, man, I was just like, damn, that whole day I was just down and out. It just felt awful. Just how he just abruptly died like that and just the way he died. Just awful, dog. And then the next, the very next year, I end up in Philly again. I met with my sister again, even though it was pretty chaotic. Because we couldn't meet for long because she had to work and I was severely late because my car wouldn't start. But I got my cheese steaks, I had another meeting, and it was cool. And it just made me reflect on not only Kobe dying and what happened then, but just where I've been the past year or so. <laughs> How things have changed. A lot of things have changed. It just make me like, damn, son. I'm really loafing. I got to get going. If I don't do it for anybody, got to do it for Kobe. That Mamba mentality. I got to have that Mamba mentality. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, his legacy will forever live. I did a whole show on it about a year ago this time. I, and I was tearing up, man. I just, and it was during his memorial service. The one at Staples. The the first one. It was weird, man. Um, it's just... Just his attitude, how he played basketball. The way he played basketball. And just his basketball IQ. I, I just I just loved it. He'll, he's gone, but he's never forgotten. Gone, but never forgotten. His wife and kids trying to carry on his legacy as much as they can. But it's hard, man. He got a huge void. But rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man been a year time flies time flies for sure man now let me go on to this okay the nats see i meant to say this i meant to talk about this on the last show but the nats so when i was looking at spot rack that's where you go to get your contract info and all that that's that's pretty cool it's a pretty cool site you, you should check it out but when i look at that site before i looked at the national signings i saw who they lost Okay, Michael A. Taylor, I heard about that. Adam Eaton, I heard about that. And he also did an interview on 106.7 The Fan, so I heard that. I did not know they lost Kurt Suzuki to the Angels. So he reunites with Anthony Rendon. I, I want to see how that goes. It's a shame we lost those guys, and we also lost Doolittle, I believe. Just damn. But look who we got back, though. We got John Lester, Brad Hand. Alex Avia, Kyle Schwarber. These are all aging veterans. They're all over 30. They're probably cheap, though. So this is a classic save money, maybe win now type of moves. John Lester in his prime with the Cubs was amazing. Brad Hand was, 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 mm, Brad Hand was with the Indians. He's a solid reliever. Alex Avia used to play with the Tigers when they were really good. 
and he's a catcher. And Kyle Schwarber, he was also on the Cubs. He's not as good as he was when the Cubs were winning titles or when the Cubs won a title. But, you know, another big bat in our lineup. Anything that can help. Scherzer, Strasburg, Rendon, not Rendon. Anything that can help Scherzer, Strasburg, Soto, and Turner is welcome. Because we, okay, we finished strong last year, but it was too little, too late. This time, we got to come out firing, bro. We got to quit playing with these folks. We got to get back to the playoffs and back to the World Series, if possible. I would love to see it, for real. Hey, let's go Nats, man. And they keep calling me for season tickets. Bro, I don't think they're going to allow fans the entire season. I don't think so. I don't have the money to do it anyway. If I could, I would, but I don't think I don't think they're going to have any fans. Y'all might as well start preparing for 2022 because COVID ain't rocking. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> they ain't rocking. For real, though. Oh, man. Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. So, Deshaun Watson... Uh, I'll start with him. Trade rumors. Big trade rumors going on. Well, he, he requested a trade. He requested a trade. He keep posting rap lyrics on his Twitter handle. Yeah, because he don't, he don't trust the organization. They said he was going to be a part of the, the GM search and the head coaching search. He wasn't. I, I, he may have been asking for a little much, but then again, he's a the franchise player you know he's a franchise quarterback and why not why not show how important he is to the organization and just let him be more involved he didn't do that then they hired david cully who was a passing game coordinator for the ravens a passing game that's kind of shaky but whatever whatever they got him. He did well on the interview. Here's where the story turns. Because I've heard a million trade, you know, hypothetical trades for Deshaun Watson. It, it's enough to make my head spin. The story turns where David Culley had an expectation that Deshaun Watson was going to be the quarterback. And the Texan brass says that they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson. Even someone said, I think on ESPN or Fox Sports 1, they don't have to trade Deshaun Watson. They got his rights. They got his rights. They don't have to trade him. They could they could just keep him. If he does go, you got to give up multiple first-round picks. You got to give up what equivalent to maybe a high 80, low 90 player on Madden. <laughs> that type of player. Or a really good young asset. You know, I keep hearing Washington because they got a good defense and stuff, man. You probably got to give up one of them defense alignment in your first round pick this year, at least. Listen, unless someone blows the Texans away with an offer, they're very hesitant to trade their franchise quarterback because it's very hard to have one of those guys on your team. They don't just come around every day, just like all star players on um, or all NBA players on basketball teams. They don't just come around every day. So I can see why they're reluctant to get rid of Deshaun. And I think the owners and the GM, like, uh, (laughs) 
You know, the guy from the Patriots they just hired, who was the GM, the new GM, I'm pretty sure he reassured the new head coach, David Culley, the owner reassured the new head coach that we're going to find a way to get Deshaun Watson to stay. But if Deshaun Watson isn't answering calls or anything like that, doesn't want to talk, I mean, what what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, I just like the circus. All these fan bases getting all hype. The Eagles just shouldn't do it. They, they're not going to want Carson Wentz. That, that's the only way that's going to make sense. And the Eagles have a lot of holes, especially offensive line depth need to be addressed. Receiver need to be addressed. I mean, I, and we could improve the secondary, even though we got Darius Slay and Roby Coleman and, and Vontae Maddox. They ain't bad, but, you know, Agent Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills, I – Got to do something. Got some holes. And just Deshaun Watson, I mean, no. I mean, he cool. I mean, if he, by some miracle, ends up with the Eagles, that's fine. It makes more sense for him to go to Washington, even though he would destroy the Eagles for like five to six more years or more. It would make more sense for him to go there. What okay, so if you're the GM of your team, what package would you put together for Deshaun Watts? What okay, and what package would you put together for Bradley Bill? I, I wanna hear it. You know, I wanna see. I'll probably, you know, ask the question on Twitter. But <laughs> I wanna see it. Cause I don't think either team wants to trade their stars, even though they're kinda unhappy, they're tired of losing, and they don't really at least in Deshaun Watson's case, you don't really trust management. It's not good. You know, they, they'll figure it out. You got to. If you want to win games, you better figure it out. <laughs> oh, man, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. So he made some comments that got everyone wondering if he was going to get traded or is he going to force his way out or is he going to, you know, opt out of his contract? I don't think he can opt out, but he got got people thinking, what if Aaron Rodgers wants to leave Green Bay? Because he said, I don't know what the future holds in his business. Immediately, I thought, I didn't think, oh, he wants to leave Green Bay. He's not really happy here. No, the first thing I thought was he was just speaking in general. Like, literally, you don't know what can happen. Like, I thought he was just speaking about the future in general. But he's right. He's right. He's technically right. You don't know what can happen, but that doesn't mean he's going to lead a Green Bay Packers. He just won an MVP. Why would they trade him? Why would he? The only way he would want out, the only way I can think of he would want out is if he's just frustrated with the direction of the team. But they were arguably the best team in the league, and he just won an MVP. He's not going anywhere. It's just speculation. Like, people just want to talk. Like, just like when the lottery hits a crazy jackpot, people get to wondering. People get to speculating and, you know, wondering what they're going to do with the money when they get it, knowing damn well they're not going to win. 
you know, damn well, Aaron Rodgers isn't leaving Green Bay anytime soon. Just take that L. He's not going to your team. Even the Washington sitcom. Even the Washington sitcom out here talking about getting Aaron Rodgers. At least the people on the radio. And I'm just like, just no. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. You're probably not getting Deshaun Watson. Like, just chill out. And you better be looking out for the rest of the people in your division because they come. You going to get that work. Let me get that water. You about to get this work from the Eagles, Giants, and the Cowboys. But Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. So all that talk was just just for fun. Y'all were doing it for y'all health. I'm, I'm looking at this man contract right now. So, okay, he has a potential out in 2022. I'm reading it. I don't know how he has that out. Yeah, he, he has a potential out, but it's next year. Not this year, but next year. He could potentially get out of that contract. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible. Um, he's old, what, he's old 31 million, 37 million cap hit this year. 39 million with a potential out next year. And then 28 million the final year. Cap hit. His base salary is more though. His base salary is 25 million the next two years. I don't think he's going nowhere. And he's probably going to retire at, in 2024. I think because that's when his contract is up. I mean, would you want to extend a 40-year-old quarterback? The only way you do that is if he's still playing at an MVP level. That's going to be very, very hard. But uh, we'll see. I think the potential out, I see why it's a potential out in 2022. Because the dead cap is only $17 million. It's only $17 million. And in 2023, the dead cap is only $2 million. They're not going to do that, though. The only way they're going to do that is if he has a horrible season. Like, I'm talking Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dwayne Haskins type of season. The only There's no way that happens. If that happens, it's because he's hurt. Other than that, there's no possible way Aaron Rodgers can slip from MVP to basically a backup in a year. He's not Carson Wentz. So he's going to be a Packer until 2024. That's when his contract ends. And then he's either going to leave the Packers or retire. I think he's going to retire. But that's just me. I don't know where Deshaun Watson ends up. The Jets look good. The Dolphins look good. But Rodgers is going to stay a Packer for sure. I promise. Now, Nick Sirianni is the new Eagles coach. Everyone's ragging on him about the press conference because he's stuttering and it looks like he didn't know what he was talking about. It's just like, y'all got jokes. Like, Joy Taylor was laughing. Taylor Rooks was laughing. The people on CBS Sports Radio was laughing. Uh, Lala, who follows me on Twitter, one of my followers, uh, I think it's Nomadic Native on Twitter. <laughs> she she says something about it. I'm just like, y'all read too much into this. Y'all y'all play too much. I just took it for face value. I just took it for what he said. He was like, okay, we're going to be a smarter football team. We're going to run the right system. We're going to do what we're supposed to do, and we're going to win games. That's basically it, man. I mean, y'all just, y'all worrying about the wrong things. 
Because let me tell you this. Your team is in trouble. Y'all are in trouble. So don't sleep on Nick Sirianni because of a weird press conference. Weird to you. It was kind of, it was normal to me. Don't, don't worry about it. Y'all in trouble. Keep sleeping on him. Because at the end of the day, wins and losses. That's what matters the most. Wins and losses. Not no stupid press conference. Oh, like Adam Gase. I guess that was funny. But even that wasn't all that serious. Like, it wasn't all that funny. Like, y'all was just doing too much. Wins and losses. And you're going to see the Eagles have more wins than losses at some point. It may not happen this year, but maybe next year. But y'all in trouble. Keep sleeping. Keep sleeping. All right, now the next thing is, oh, Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier. I didn't know who was going to win that. It was a toss-up in my mind. I was like, okay, it's McGregor. He's elite. He's like that. But at the same time, Dustin Poirier, uh, I'd never heard of him. I know he lost him six years ago. I was like, he's going to do a lot better than he did six years ago where he got knocked out in the first round. I was like, he's going to do a lot better. But, you know, on the radio, I heard that McGregor was not the radio, but on Twitter, I heard McGregor had control of the first round. And then, like, a few minutes later, next thing I see is McGregor got knocked out. And then I came back home, and I was looking at the highlights, and I'm just like, yo, damn. Damn, McGregor went out like that? Sheesh. You know, where does he go from here? Does he go against Nick Diaz again? He can't keep losing all these fights. Eventually, well, his personality is so large, he's probably forever going to be that guy. Like, he's forever going to be a legend. Like, his legendary status is cemented. But keep losing these fights, man. He going to fall off. He going to keep falling off. And he's not going to be able to get these big fights, I I think. I, but what does he do now? Does he go against Diaz? Does he rematch Poirier? Does he finally get Khabib again? I think Khabib would kill this guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know UFC, but common sense is telling me Khabib would destroy this guy. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. <laughs> but I want to see where it goes, you know. <laughs> Connor is just something else, man. He's something. He's very entertaining on and off. The ring. Oh. In and out of the ring, this guy is very entertaining. So I love to see what he does next. So now it's time for Haha. <laughs> the Sooner Schooner. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. So, I'm going to just stick to men's basketball this time. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. I said they had a gauntlet. I said, you know, they had to play Kansas. They got to play Texas. They got to play Alabama. They got Texas Tech coming up. I was like, man, this is insane. And then eventually we're going to have to play Oklahoma State. Damn, like, how do we get out of this? Boy, they won all them damn games. What? Okay. I was watching the Texas game on the 26th, also part of my Philly trip. Uh, It seemed like the last two times I've been to Philly and stayed at a hotel, I end up watching a big-time Oklahoma game, and we end up winning both times. 
Ha! I, I just love it. I just love it. I guess watch, watch one of these Sooners end up on the Sixers just just because that happened. Just like Jalen Hurts ended up on the Eagles, <laughs> or one of them guys end up on the Wizards. Anyway, man, they beat Texas. Texas was shorthanded because of COVID, but God damn it, they had Greg Brown. They had uh, dead Andrew Jones. They had uh, that number five guy. Like, they, they still had a bunch of key players. And OU came out slow, but then they picked it up. And then the next thing I, I knew, they were up 11. And once they got up double digits, they had control of that entire game. But for some reason, like the last like five or six minutes, couldn't score a bucket, and Texas got back in the game, and I think they took the lead, or was very close to taking the lead. But uh, unfortunately for Texas, they was fouling. People were fouling out, and it, it just didn't look good for them. <laughs> it did not look good for them at all. Uh, poor Texas, or not, or not. I, I, I can't feel bad for Texas. You're the number five team in the country. And even with all that, you still almost beat us. No excuses. So OU Twitter and Texas Twitter went back and forth about that, of course, because, we're, I mean, we're big rivals. So a big game happened like that. OU won. We get to talking a little smack. Texas making excuses. I'm like, man, y'all the number five team in the country, and we were shorthanded against Kansas. Oh, by the way, we got revenge on them. I think I talked about that. Already, but y'all, we were shorthanded against Kansas and we did just fine. We should have beat them, but we just we needed one more bucket and one more stop. We would have won, but we didn't. It's okay, and that was our last loss. We haven't lost since. And then to top that, yesterday OU beat Alabama. I didn't get to watch that game, and for some reason, I fell asleep on the highlights because I decided to watch it. While I was in bed for the night. I don't know. I'm going to watch it again. But I was out doing flag football during the game. But we won that game. And Alabama fans making excuses too. So. That's what? Four top ten teams they've beaten? Three maybe? Bruh. Now we got to go for the big prize. We got to beat Baylor. We got to beat Baylor. I know we played them again. And the game is in Norman. We got to go get Baylor. We got to beat them. That's who's next. But, you know, Texas Tech first. Texas Tech first. Let's beat them. And then I'm sure we got to play Iowa State and, and freaking. No, we played TCU twice. I'm sure we got to play K-State again. Cupcake. Going to kill them. <laughs> We're going to have to play West Virginia again. We got we got a doubleheader against Oklahoma State. It's fine, man. But. What matters is we beat Kansas, beat Texas, beat Alabama. We're in a tournament. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why they were ever in the bubble or unranked in the first place. It's okay. They're in a tournament now. And now they're going to climb into the top 15. And then and as far as tournament seed, they're going to get into that fifth or sixth range after being 11 or 12 for, like, the whole season. I know, but then that's setting us up for – you know what this team reminds me of? This team is looking just like the 2013 team. They start off unranked, 
They hit their stride. They beat some ranked teams. They finish strong. They get a high seed, all just to lose to some BS 12 seed in the tournament. This, this is where that team is headed. But I am hoping and praying we get to the tournament as a fifth or sixth seed, we don't lose to some bum 11-12 seed. I'm, I'm hoping that the blue-collar mindset of this team and uh, Lon Kruger as a coach, hopefully that is enough to at least get them to the Sweet 16 and beyond. We're just going to have to wait and see. So far, I'm loving it. I'm sure other student fans are loving it. We just, just enjoy the ride because I'm loving it. I went from not knowing who any of these guys are to now – I'm starting to get to know just about everybody, and I'm loving how they're playing. And by the way, against Alabama, we didn't have Austin Reeves, and we didn't have Alondis Williams. You're talking about our best player and our key starter, and we still beat Alabama. The things this team has been able to do while shorthanded is encouraging. I just hope this ain't their peak. I just hope they keep soaring, and maybe we can ride this into the Final Four. I think at their peak... They can make the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Teams that are worse than this team has made the Final Four. So they could do it, especially with Coach Kruger at the helm. You know, I, I love it, man. We were doing great. I love to see it. Let's go sooner. It's Boomer Sooner, baby. So now it's time for an impromptu hypothetical game of the episode. Gonna have to delay the original hypothetical game of the episode slash mini tournament semifinal number two, 95 Nebraska versus 01 Miami. I'm gonna have to delay that because lack of preparation and what if sports for some reason don't have the 95 Nebraska team, which is a head scratcher. But I'm gonna have to do my research and come up with something myself, whatever. I'm pretty sure that 01 Miami is going to win that, most likely. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 95 Nebraska is one of the best teams ever. But that was 95, where I'm pretty sure they still mostly ran the ball compared to 01, where they wasn't. <laughs> and Miami just was loaded. Anyway, in its place is a flag football game in the snow between the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards. Seven on seven. You already know. So, Ovechkin isn't going to be the quarterback. <laughs> he should be, but damn. Nicholas Backstrom is going to be a quarterback. So, for the Capitals, you got Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Haglin, Ovechkin, Vrana, Dowd, and this is this is who's starting. And you know, uh, T.J. Oshie, Tom Wilson coming off the bench. You got John Carlson, Sedano Char, and of course Ilios Samsonov. I should do Vanacek, but Samsonov's the starter. Screw it. So, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot more people on the Capitals roster than the Wizards roster, but whatever. You know, the Wizards, Westbrook, Bill, 
Hachimura, Troy Brown Jr. What's the name's hurt? Thomas Bryant is hurt. So he's out of this game. But Dene Avia, I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> uh, Robin Lopez. That's the that's the start, right? Yeah, those those are five. Those those five and then two bench players. So Thomas Bertans, yes. Thomas Bertans and Ish Smith. That's who's that's who's gonna start. With uh with Russell Westbrook at quarterback. So then on the bench, on the bench you got um you got Raul Nato and you got um on the bench you got Raul Nato, you got uh Alex Lynn, you got Jordan Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of okay. Instead of Jordan Bell and Alex Lynn, you got Isaac Bonga. Right? Got Isaac Bonga and we got um, Wagner. Yep, that's the squad. That's who we rolling with. So Capitals start off with the ball, and we, we're going by my uh, pickup teams, my pickup uh, groups rules. So you can rush without three count. You can rush without three count one time per four downs or per first down, whatever you want to say. Um, there's a center that can block. You can stiff arm. And, you, you know, one feet, two feet, you know. It's mostly one foot. Yeah, we're going to do one foot. Rules like that. But anyway, let's let's get going. Let's get going. We, we need to quit playing. Need to quit playing. Capitals start off with the ball. Uh, Nicholas Batram throws the two connects off. Short gain. And then they stole for two more plays on fourth down. Uh, Backstrom hits hits um, Ovechkin on a deep post for a touchdown, and it's one nothing capital. We're going by ones, going by ones. This time, no two point conversions or anything. So, going pickup rule. So it's one nothing Capitals, and we come back. The Wizards, for whatever reason, three almost three and out. It's fourth down. They're back pretty much at their goal line, but Russell Westbrook evades the rush and he jukes past the linebacker which is Ovi then he stiff arms he stiff arms Lars Eller and runs all the way to the end zone for the touchdown whoever the safety was was just too slow Russell Westbrook beats it and it's 1-1 tied up it's 1-1 tied up the game is gonna go to 10 gonna go to 10 so so the Capitals Capitals score once again Ovechkin on a on a deep on a deep fly, two one. And Russell Westbrook throws it to Bonga, gets the first down on the deep out. Then they dink and dunk. Bradley Bill, Denny Avia. And then on third down, Russell Westbrook went, runs it in once again. It's two two. So after they exchange points, they get to about seven seven. It's a tight game. It's a close game. No one's really stopping the other. And then Backstrom throws a pick six. He throws a pick six right to Russell Westbrook, who go takes it all the way in for the touchdown, seven to eight. So it's seven to eight, Wizard. Wait, no, 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 no. It's nine seven, nine seven, nine seven. Right? No, no, no. No, the Wizards scored, and then Westbrook got that pick. Now it's 9-7. 9-7. This is pretty much the game. 
is pretty much the game. So Nick Bastrom scrambles for first down, first play. Cool. So now they're over. They're over the line. Um, so now they have four downs. They're down two. And he hits TJ Oshie for a short gain. And then he hits Carl Hagelin for a short gain. Then on third down, he tried to run, but then Backstrom tried to run, but he pulled up, tried to throw it to Garnet Hathaway. No, he's not in this game. He's not in this game. He tried to throw it to Jacob Ronner. He drops it. And now it's fourth down. This is the game right here. He don't have far to go. But I'm pretty sure the Wizards are scoring from here. So, he throws a jump ball to Big Z, so Dano Char. He mosses Bradley Bill. And now it is 9-8, Washington Wizards. In the snow, everyone loves the snow. So then, Russell Westbrook scrambles. They, they kind of, they contain him. They do well with that. He only gains like a few yards. The second down, he throws a quick pass to Ish Smith. Cool. Then Isaac Bonga, the ball gets knocked away as John Carlson knocks it away from him. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not a bad matchup at all. So now it's fourth down. And Russell Westbrook, no one's open. This is the best the Capitals have covered all game. He's running, running, side to side, trying to see who's open. Then... In a sprint to the first down line, he dives, ball out, and he gets it by an inch. And it's a first down, Wizards. It was a Russell Westbrook. And then, just like that, Bradley Bill runs a post, middle of the defense. He scores. He slides in the end zone. He gets mobbed by his teammates. Snow Angel celebrations. Game over. The Wizards won. And they finally win something in the past few weeks. Even though it's a hypothetical win, they finally get a win over the Capitals. 10-8, flag football in the snow. Pick up flag football in the snow. So that's the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. Hey, rest in peace, John Chaney. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. And rest in peace, JR, because I don't even like COVID like that. <laughs> so I'm out. Peace. Psych, I lied. Oh, man. Right after I recorded the episode, the Wizards and Nets happened. I couldn't just let this episode go by without addressing this. Before I edit the episode, I might as well put this in here right now. Quick reaction. Like, oh, my God. Like, I thought, same old Wizards. They give up 146 points. Can't close out in the fourth quarter. Not playing defense. Giving up buckets to Kyrie. Can't stop Kevin Durant. I was thinking, same old Wizards. 146-141. Okay, Brad's going to take some desperation three. He's going to miss. But to my surprise, he made it. And then Garrison Matthews stole the ball and passed it to Westbrook. And he hits a three. This all happened in like 15 seconds. And you just... I was just, I tried not to yell. I tried not to get too excited, but I was very excited. My heart rate was through the roof. Oh, man. The Wizards, that's what we needed. That's what the fan base needed. That's what the team needed. We got everybody back. Everyone's healthy. 
maybe except Raul Neto. And of course, we don't have Thomas Bryant, like I said earlier. But this is what the team could look like when everyone's healthy and playing well. And Westbrook had 41. This is the best I've seen Westbrook play all year. If Westbrook can play like that, it will be fine. But that defense is a problem because even on the last play, Bradley Beal, I don't know what, what they were thinking here. I think Bill and Westbrook were double-teaming KD, leaving Lawawu Cabarro wide open. So he just came through the lane. No, they didn't expect Kyrie to throw it to him. I think Kyrie looked towards KD. Then he looked him off and passed it to Lawawu Cabarro. And he was about to score that layup. I mean... If he if that layup goes in, same old Wizards. Sure, the Wizards would get the ball back with like point five, point nine or something. But surely, I don't know. If the, I don't think they win even with that last chance. Still a magical night for for Wizards fans, and I just I I must have looked at that play about twenty twenty five times. That's probably one of most unforgettable DC sports moments in my lifetime. And it's just a regular season game. But, you know, we ended the losing streak, and this might be what turns the corner. The only problem is they don't play defense, and the Nets' defense is just, it's just as bad as ours. You know, it's just as bad as the Wizards, which is why we had two ridiculously high-scoring games. I mean, I'm I'm happy, I'm excited, but man, at some point, going to have to play defense. Hopefully, we ride this momentum with everyone healthy and stuff. They ride this momentum to the Portland game and then to the Heat uh, back-to-back. And hopefully, you know, they can salvage this season before the All-Star break so we don't have to have Brad request a trade and we don't have to fire Scott Brooks. We got this. We got this. That's a start. That's a start. I mean, it, I'm telling you, that was just one for the ages. It, one for the ages. That that game and that shot and how it happened, one for the ages. And everyone was worried that Bradley Bill had a slow start, and he did. Yeah, and he came back with what, 21 in the fourth quarter? This is why you don't worry about Bradley Bill. He's looking like Michael Jordan in 1987. That's how I look at him right now. And then bring back Kalasic Westbrook. We got something here. Just a, just a little bit more defense and y'all in trouble. But, you know, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see now that I've come off of cloud nine. The way that's, that happened, that moment, it kind of reminded me of the Eagles and Giants when Deshaun Jackson ran back that kick return. I, I felt the exact same way. That excited. Like, I will never forget it. But we got we to gotta use that momentum and go from here in a positive direction. Or else we're going to pick deep in the lottery. We might be picking first. But this might be it right here. This might be what we needed. And I'm here for it. Okay, another thing is I really want to see how the Wizards match up with the Nets when they have James Harden because James Harden didn't play in either matchup 
and you got to play the Nets two more times. We'll see, but um, from what I saw when Harden was on the court, they still ain't play defense. So it might be fine, especially if the Wizards are healthy. Still might be in trouble. 2-0 versus Brooklyn. 2-0 versus Brooklyn. Now, if only they could do that same thing against Orlando and Chicago, who they're 0-2 against, and Philly, who they're 0-2 against. That's six of the 12 losses right there. <laughs> the same energy for those teams who are below the Nets in the standings. Well, except the Sixers. But the Bulls and the Magic are below the Nets in the standings. And we lost to them twice. Do the same thing against them, and we'll be back in this thing. Teams like that. Teams like that. All right, I'm out for real. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.